listening and welcome to The Patriotic Communist. This is Max Rice and this is the podcast where I advocate for a socialist revolution in the United States of America and where I analyze current events from a far left perspective. We are in the historical context where we choose socialism or barbarism and that has never been more true. Today is going to be a bit of a shorter episode. I'm only going to go over current events, and in general, this podcast is going to be less rigidly structured, as in I also may start releasing some episodes in between the Sundays that I normally release them on. But anyways, today I'm going to talk about the terrible crimes that have been committed by the Saudi Arabia-United States coalition against Yemen. Uh, I'm also going to talk about the horrific ways the coalition is ramping up efforts despite this deadly pandemic that is a grave threat to impoverished countries such as Yemen. They are making no attempt to uh, slow things down at all. Then I'll wrap up the episode by talking about the covert land invasion of Venezuela that was intended to end in a kidnapping of their president, Nicolas Maduro. This plot appears to be orchestrated by the United States security state and the Venezuelan far right, which is another perfect example of the ramping up of our imperialism despite the pandemic. Now, time to get into it. The crisis in Yemen is perhaps the most dark, tragic, and extreme example of the human cost that imperialism brings with it. The United States government is only strong allies with Saudi Arabia for economic reasons and for geopolitical power reasons, despite their genocidal foreign policy in Yemen. In fact, we directly support that effort. It is also worth mentioning that Saudi Arabia spends millions of dollars every year in the effort of lobbying for certain policies and positions in the United States. In other words, they bribe our government relentlessly for their own interests, not to mention all the money that is behind the weapons deal and the selling their oil with our currency. The thing that all of these forces of corruption come from are capitalism. The genocide we are supporting is fundamentally due to economic reasons. Now let me back up and summarize the situation uh, that's happening in Yemen in layman's terms and just to the best of my understanding. In Yemen, there is an indigenous Shia militia that has taken over a lot of Yemen, and long story short, they don't want a puppet government when Saudi Arabia and the United States and their allies do want a puppet government. I do not know much about the Houthis' ideology or practices, so it's not like I'm endorsing their belief system or condemning it either, but that is all irrelevant when it comes to the story, and I definitely completely understand rejecting a Saudi state puppet of a government. And I know that's a large part of what they are doing and why they are doing it. So when the Houthis started to really gain a lot of power and popularity in Yemen in the first half of the last decade, Saudi Arabia started viciously bombing the country in 2015, I believe, early 2015. And it has continued for year after year after that with direct help from the United States and continues to this day. I would say that it is also likely that Saudi Arabia has supported terrorists such as Al-Qaeda and ISIS. I would say that it is also likely that Saudi Arabia has supported terrorists such as Al-Qaeda and ISIS, which have been able to become significant forces in Yemen due to the chaos. And I say this because Saudi Arabia has been caught funding Sunni terrorist militias before. 
in order to promote their own interests. So I find it hard to believe that they would not do this on the hush-hush in Yemen. As far as uh, the extent in which the United States is involved, we are bombing Al-Qaeda directly, but we are also selling bombs and weapons, offering information and logistical support, as well as in-air fueling, all in support of Saudi Arabia and their stake in this conflict, which is to destroy the Houthis, which in effect empowers Al-Qaeda. So you start to quickly see that it's a cycle of nonsense and violence for profit when it comes to the United States motives. One other thing to note is that the Houthis are a religious minority in Yemen since they are of the Shia faith in Islam, when most of Yemen is Sunni, as well as Saudi Arabia, ISIS, and Al-Qaeda. I'm not saying that to degrade the Sunni faith or anything, I'm just saying like that those are the relevant forces in this conflict. So these terrorist groups, which our religious extremists are not fans of Houthis. They fight each other in Yemen, and they see them as infidels. They kill Houthis. Also, despite the fact that the Houthi rebels are a religious minority, they're actually uh, pretty popular in Yemen due to the public contempt for the puppet government Saudi Arabia and the United States insists on installing so and keeping in power. So that is my quick summary of important background info but the closer you look at what is happening, the more horrific it gets. Now, this bombing campaign against Yemen by the Saudi-United States coalition has been filled to the brim with five years of war crimes, and they are still dropping bombs to this day. The reason that they give for this aggressive and violent action is by claiming that Iran is a major supporter of the Houthis and that they need to fight back their influence and stop them from becoming a puppet state of Iran, which is ironic as it is clear that they in fact will not rest until Yemen is a puppet state of the United States and Saudi Arabia. They're, they're using this reason for the purpose of painting the picture as if Iran is the aggressor in the situation, which is absurd and blatant propaganda. And for the record, Iran has denied these allegations of being involved. When Saudi Arabia and the United States are very obviously involved, so much so that they couldn't deny it. Uh, the human toll of this bombing campaign is the reason this may be the darkest consequence of imperialism that can be seen in 2020. Because this isn't even really a war, this is a genocide. And I'm going to explain why now, firstly through going over some numbers. The charity Save the Children estimated that 85,000 children possibly starved to death in Yemen between April 2015 and October 2018. According to the UN, about 20 million people need help securing food. Almost 10 million of them are considered one step away from famine. And according to uh, the charity Save the Children, malnutrition threatens the lives of 400,000 children. The UN describes Yemen as the most dire and urgent humanitarian crisis in the world. And also, not only are all of these numbers horrifying, but Saudi Arabia seems to be targeting civilians completely intentionally, including children. They have bombed hospitals, schools, school buses, and they have even been caught bombing emergency food delivery that was meant to feed starving children specifically. And perhaps the most disturbing genocidal tactic that is being used is that Saudi Arabia has actually weaponized hunger in Yemen. 
That's right. Saudi Arabia is starving a country on purpose through blockades of food and humanitarian assistance. Yemen imports a vast majority of its food, and they're targeting children on purpose with their bombs. And that is why the situation is a genocide rather than a war. It's not a conflict. It's a genocide. And also, this probably is obvious, but all of these actions show a complete disregard for international law. These are a fat list of some of the most horrendous war crimes that have ever been committed, and us, the taxpayers, the citizens of this country, are funding it. And regardless of the pandemic, the Saudi Arabia-United States coalition is not letting up. They are still dropping bombs. Just last month, Saudi Arabia dropped more bombs in Yemen and killed 31 civilians. 19 of them were children. And the strike also injured 18 more kids on top of that. 37 children casualties. The UNICEF reported, quote, it was an attack on civilian populated area. The UNICEF reported, quote, it was an attack on a civilian populated area where children were in the vicinity. Our support for the Saudi Arabian military, despite their atrocities, truly exposes the absurdity of the idea that our foreign policy is guided by moral principles or human rights. This is not even partially true. Our foreign policy is guided by economics and will in fact ignore human rights in the process. Uh, this is clearly a capitalist phenomena, just like all the other never-ending wars are. We are so far on the wrong side of history on this one, and the fact that this is not talked about all of the time is depressing. The fact that there are not marches in the streets solely in the name of the genocide in Yemen is morally revealing of our society and how much we are misinformed and pushed towards dehumanizing the people our military bombs in our name. Can, could you even imagine what the injured children, the starving children are going through right now? Those horrible numbers I listed, that was before the pandemic. I'm pretty sure a lot of those numbers were from more, from more than a fucking year ago. It's only gotten worse. If our society was not propagandized to the core, we would never allow our government to support these crimes against all of humanity. This is a genocide that is happening right before our eyes that every single taxpaying American is funding. And we do nothing about it. This is unacceptable. We need to start doing something about it. We need to start yelling about it. We need to start making it clear that we're not going to accept it any longer. So for the other part of current events, I'm going to talk about the covert invasion of Venezuela that just took place this last Sunday and Monday. It appears as though the United States allied with Juan Guaido, who is a far right wing extremist that is also the Washington approved and recognized leader in Venezuela, attempted to use American and Venezuelan mercenaries to capture the president of Venezuela. They were stopped and defeated. Some were killed in a shootout and others were captured. Jordan, uh, I, Gordru, uh, that's probably very wrong, uh, G-O-U-D-R-E-A-U, who is an ex-Green Beret veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan, has confirmed this and his own involvement in the plot. He also runs Silver Corp USA, which is a Florida-based private security contracting firm. 
and has been doing security for Donald Trump at rallies before. According to him, they did this, quote, to overthrow the government of Maduro. He said that despite the failures, other elements remained active inside Venezuela and were, quote, going to start attacking tactical targets. So this might not be the end of the story. There might be a wave of U.S. Uh, orchestrated terrorism in Venezuela coming up. Now, Donald Trump claimed that he didn't know anything about this, although he is a compulsive liar. So I'm not sure if what he claims carries much weight, but what is revealing is what the war criminal scum Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said about this, which is that the United States government is going to, quote, use every tool that we have available to try and get them back. In reference to the captured invaders, which, in my opinion, confirms my suspicions, that makes it very clear that there is United States government involvement in this plot. I mean... Not to fucking mention that they do literally have a price on Maduro's head. So even if there is not direct involvement, uh, which there probably was, but even if there wasn't direct involvement, they are offering a prize for this type of violent behavior, meaning that they are, as a matter of fact, funding this aggressive and violent campaign. In that sense, we have a mafia-style cartel bounty on the elected president of a sovereign nation. Just think about how crazy that is. Also, just imagine if some Venezuelans showed up in D.C. illegally and attempted to kidnap the president of the United States. We would literally torture them in Guantanamo Bay, probably. They would be deemed a number one enemy of the state and would be called terrorists. But if Americans do this exact thing, there is no problem and we actually use our resources to try and save these criminals? The only reason we would ever do that is if we were complicit in these crimes, and of course we are. If it looks, talks, walks, and shits like a dog, then it's a dog. Maduro has also been claiming proof that this was an American orchestrated plot through the means of passports, military IDs, as well as confessions by captured American mercenaries. But I guarantee that in response, U.S. mainstream media will be relentless on their conspiracy theory game and pretend like this was not our government shamelessly ignoring international law like we always do. And they will be endlessly speculating that Maduro and his government is either completely making it up and it's an elaborate lie, or they will say that this was simply some radical Americans and had nothing to do with our leader and that Maduro's government is trying to paint it in a different light than what is right before our eyes and obvious. Uh, so this is all bullshit, plain and simple. We have a price on this head. Uh, that is already conspiracy to kidnap or murder right there. We are already proven to be involved in that sense. And we are probably more directly involved. This covert invasion is further evidence of our leaders using uh, the pandemic is a distraction while they intensify our effort of global economic domination as well as taking advantage of countries during a time when they're at their most vulnerable due to the viral pandemic. It is also important for people to understand that conflict like this always disproportionately hurts the innocent, the poor, the women, and children. If we achieved in kidnapping Maduro, we would have created a level of political instability and power vacuum during a time when it would be 
devastating to Venezuelans. I mean, they are fighting COVID-19 just like the rest of the planet is. This needless, horrific violence needs to stop. We can't keep letting our tax dollars get drenched in blood. This shit is disgusting. Just the sanctions alone have killed tens of thousands of Venezuelans. This imperialism needs to stop. One final thing before I end this episode. I know it can seem helpless with how corrupt and lost our system is, but despite the impossibly bad place it may seem like we are in as a country, the first step in getting better is spreading information and cutting through the propaganda. We can start to change things if we unite. In fact, I would say that every single taxpayer in this country has a moral responsibility as a human being to at least become informed on our foreign policy and how it affects the world. I made this podcast to share what I've learned and what I'm learning every day. That's contrary to the propaganda. And all of us socialists need to start doing this. We need to get louder, perhaps now more than ever before. Nihilism is toxic and unnecessary, no matter what. Many people are going to see and face and feel the impact of the problems and contradictions in this country and in this economic system. But what the socialist and communist movement does is offer democratic and liberating solutions to these problems through the means of detailing the contradictions and their sources within our system. And this can channel that energy that comes with frustrations and pain into productive change. The socialist movement is going to continue to grow fast like it has in the last four years. And as long as we can organize and fight like hell, we can really move mountains and even overthrow oligarchies. Anyways, that is the end of this episode. I hope to have y'all listen to the next week's episode, and I hope you enjoyed this one. Stay safe and stay vigilant. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Patriotic Communist. All of the music you heard in this podcast was produced and performed by me, Max Rice. And if you would like to check it out, just search Max Rice on any streaming platform. That's M-A-X-R-I-C-E. Yes, like the food, rice. This is Max Rice signing off. Direction of attention benefits big powers. I mention y'all try to lessen questions and attentions. Money equals power. We gotta kill this connection. These force fed concepts make no sense. How y'all hating immigrants and we controlled by the one percent. Zomplified by screens. Dehumanization comes easily. All here are Americans' premises, but this line of thought is a normality. Full of fallacies while we stay combative overseas. Lies and more lies. As far as I can see, and no one cares because of. The mass distractions We're expected to not question How the government uses our taxes Unless it's helping people That they rebel like that's all to see Though we need to free the people We need a fucking hero We need some MLK, FDR style of change We're full of pain and ignorant But won't live in fear Though we need some yellow vest Bulletproof vests and bold claims We need that fire in our hearts That can't be tamed We need to reject and correct Our collective violent actions But it won't happen Fuck we're all distracted.